So if I may, I'd like to tell you about a course that my husband's put together. This is something that's a long time in the making. He has been teaching people how to do this and teaching people how to use their money so that their money works hard so that you don't have to. And you've heard previous episodes of Brett's giving you advice, financial advice, advice on investing. If you love that kind of thing, you definitely want to follow him on Instagram. Now, he doesn't post that kind of stuff to his feed. I know he doesn't take any of my advice when it comes to Instagram, but he's always offering that advice on his Instagram stories. And because of that, people have been begging him for probably the last five years to teach or create a course, a basic course for beginners, not for the person who's already investing, not for the person who already has a portfolio and understands you know, annuities and their retirement fund and how to figure out how to get started, all of those things. That's the course that he created. It's called Money Matters 101. It has been five years in the making, but it's a quick course. This is literally a 101 course for those of you who are afraid of the numbers, you're afraid of the financials, but it's time for you to take control of that. We've got to change that mindset and you can, and it's important that you do because I don't want you to work as hard as you've been working. I want your money to work harder for you and Brett wants to teach you how to do that. And he's my husband, so I can tell you, he doesn't mansplain things, he really does break it down and make it super simple because he's had 30 years of training working with someone who has ADHD, who is constantly saying like, hold on, hold on. Okay, back it up, slow it down, break that down for me, draw a little picture. And it's a really great course. So anyways, you can check it out. There is a link in our show notes for you to check out Brett's new course, Money Matters 101. Hey there, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. It's a quick tip Tuesday. And this is something important that I didn't even have time to get into the studio. I wanted to talk to you about it. I just returned from the Grow With Video conference, which was amazing, hosted in Las Vegas by Think Media. And this topic came up frequently. So I thought, who better to address it with than you? All right, so let's get to it. Now, this is something I think everybody notices It's happening. And when I explain my observation to you, I think you're also going to say, oh my gosh, yeah, like, duh, that's exactly what's going on. And then I'm going to hit you up with a final question, which if I don't say it right now, I'm going to forget. And my, my final question is, what do we do about it? Like, how do we modify the way we're behaving in social media and what we're posting to address this? Okay, so the problem is, I believe there's a recession happening in social media. And what I mean by that is the demand for great content is low because we're all following too many people. Name a platform. Like I think I follow maybe, I don't know, a hundred or so people on TikTok. And what's interesting is every time I follow a new person, I feel like then I never see their content again. It's really strange. Also, On Instagram, I probably follow, I don't know, maybe like 1,100 people. I probably see eight of those 1,100. YouTube, I subscribe to a whole bunch of channels. I don't know. I tend to never see their content unless I specifically go and look for it. Facebook, I'm I'm not even on Facebook. Personally, I, I don't go there to like check out other people's content. So those are the platforms I hang out on. Let me ask you. Do you feel like you are following so many people that number one, you either don't really care to see their content or you just aren't seeing it? You don't even know. And I'll bet the answer is yes. 
And I can guess that is your answer because I was just able to poll the audience of, you know, I think you had like 800 or 1,000 people were at the Think Media conference. And they all agreed, you know, almost every single hand went up when I asked how many of you feel like you're following too many people or there's at least half of the people you're following, you just don't even find their content worth seeing. And it's not like I don't care about these people. It's not like these people don't matter. It's we're all so busy. And especially if you are an entrepreneur or using social media to grow your business, you just don't have time to look at people's stuff. So there's that. Coupled with the fact everybody and their brother and their brand and the business that they work for and their dog are now on social media and your grandma and your grandpa and your uncle. Like everyone is freaking on social media. And most of us, many of us have more than one account. So there is so much supply. It's ridiculous. And not only is there low demand, but there's almost negative demand. We're all trying to unfollow. Now think about that. Serious oversupply, lack of demand. And what do you have? You have prices, not prices. Like if we're, but we're thinking, if we're thinking in terms of recession, that means numbers are going to drop. The price of homes go down. <laughs> and the equivalent would be the number of likes, the number of new follows you are getting is going to go down. So yeah, if I look back on my social media from like just even a couple of years ago, even though I have more followers now, I get fewer likes. I think also many of us, it's like we look at the content and even if we liked it, because my views are higher, my views are higher, but my likes are lower. And I think it's, you know, just think about human psychology. I'm going to like it if I want you to know I liked it because I know you and I want you to see that I've liked it. But if it's just a random person I'm following and I see something that they post, I mean, half the time I go and look at my own kids' stuff and I loved it and I'll go back and I'll go, oh my gosh, I forgot to like all their photos. And for whatever reason, I feel like super guilty, like I'm going to go to bad mom jail. And then I go through and, and I, you know, like their last 10 posts. They're like, thanks mom. But I just don't think we're as conscientious about liking posts, even if we do like the post, unless it's someone we already know. So that explains why likes are going down. Now let's talk about why follows are going down. First, let's begin with the psychology of a follow. So you see a piece of content on the For You page, if you're on TikTok or the Explore page or, or wherever you are, right? Like maybe it's just served up to you on YouTube. You see a piece of content and you're like, oh, this is good. This is good. And it captures your attention either because it's something you needed, it's something the algorithm knew you were very interested in, you're hyper fixated on at the moment, or maybe you're doing a, a kitchen remodel and everything you've been looking at lately has related to a certain style of interior design. Or maybe you're, you know, fixated on a new topic. Maybe this is the type of content you're always looking at, etc. And so if you see this content, you're like, not only is this good, but I want to see more of it. That's when a follow is a possibility. If you're like, this is just entertaining, nine times out of 10, unless it's like so freaking funny, you can't even believe it. You just kind of like go, huh, you know, entertaining and you move on. But if it's Again, if it's in that genre of something you're like, I do want to know more about this, your next step is you go and tap on the profile. Profile, whatever you want to call it. TikTok, I think they also call it a profile there too. You know, if you're on YouTube, then you know, you're going to look at the person's page. 
and to see if you want to subscribe. When we do that, we often will read the bio to see, okay, at a glance, is this person going to tell me that they post more of this type of content? And if it lines up, again, let's just use that same example. If I'm looking for uh, contemporary kitchen design and I go and look at this person's bio and it says I post contemporary kitchen design trends and I don't know, DIYs, something like that. Now they still have my interest. Then I'm going to glance at their content and I just a quick glance, we're talking like less than 10 seconds, we decide like, oh, it looks like they have more of this content. And if that content looks pretty good, it looks like the stuff that we need, like need and want, then we're going to follow. But we are far more stingy today with our follows because as I said, there's too much supply. We already have too much. So if when someone goes to read your bio and it doesn't align with the piece of content that they just saw that caught their attention, they're already out. They're not even going to look at the rest of your content. If they look at your bio and it's kind of unclear, now they're going to glance at your content. And I don't mean that they're going to watch your content. I mean, they're going to glance at the thumbnails. Okay. So do me a favor. If you can open up your Instagram or TikTok, either one. And take a look at just what people would see at a glance, like, you know, a screenshot, if you will, of your profile. Now, if you're not labeling your thumbnails on your reels and your TikToks, then all they're seeing is the thumbnail of some kind of action from your video. And from that, they can't glean any context. They don't know if it's actually, you know, you making a meal or you providing more information that they specifically are looking for. That's why thumbnails that clearly state what the content is about are a must because things have changed in social media. We need for people to glance at our profile page and without having to watch any of the content, they need to be able to glance at it and go, oh, I know what this is about. Okay. Now I'm telling you this because if people, I should say, keep following the trends and just posting clever, cutesy videos that really don't deliver much value, even if they're on niche, right? Like let's say that your niche is eating healthy and you do a reel where you're doing a lip sync to someone saying like, I don't want to do it. And it's kind of funny and it's on niche and you're able to relate that to exercise. Okay. It's funny. It's on niche, but is it valuable to anybody? No. So that is still kind of working, but it's on the decline. And I just, you know, when I think about social media and teaching algorithm, I always try to remind people that it's far less about the algorithm and way more, you're going to glean way more insight if you just think about your own psychology. You know, when you see that that type of content, does that make you follow that person? No. I mean, it's clever and it's cute and it's on brand, but It's just not enough today. We really, and things are changing. Like it's far more competitive. There's far more supply. So you have to make sure that your content, number one, delivers on the promise in your bio. And your bio shouldn't be written like it is a dating app rundown. You know what I mean? Like, or a resume. It should tell people what you post about. That's it. You know, I've had to change mine repeatedly. I just changed it again because it had too many of my accolades in there and people don't care. 
They just want to know like, okay, so what do you post about? And again, I don't always suggest that you use my personal account as a reference because I'm not trying to necessarily grow my personal Instagram account. A bigger priority to me is growing my themed accounts like Home Workouts For You, Push Me Daily, Insta Club Hub, the Marketing Impact Academy. Those are all themed accounts where we post content specific to the person who we're trying to target, right? We're trying to serve people a type of content that like really delivers value to them. And the other reason why I do that is because I don't have to like every day go like, oh my gosh, I've got to create content today. I would rather find great content and share it to those other pages to really serve people and just have fun with my own page. So I think that's important for me to tell you because sometimes you look at someone else's page and you're like, I should probably just do what they're doing. Uh, probably not. Not my page anyways. You can go check it out. You can see what I, on stories, yeah, copy what I'm doing on stories. I'm moving product on stories in a big way. <laughs> and that's fun, you know, just recommending things. And so I encourage you to watch my stories. But just to be honest, if you looked at my Instagram feed, I, I don't want you posting what I'm posting because I'm a little bit on niche. But I'm also breaking the rules a lot of the time because, again, I don't have to repeat myself. You get it. So what do we do about this? What we do about this, I'm going to give you some quick pointers. Number one, double check your bio. Make sure when people glance at your bio, they know it's very clear. You can expect this kind of content. You know, we got all caught up in the like, I help so-and-so with such and such in our bios. And I'm not saying that's bad, but the other thing that we want to look at is like, okay, just tell people what you post, you know, like maybe we're overthinking this. And so that's step one. Step two is glance at your content without playing anything, without reading any captions and just ask yourself if at a glance somebody would go, oh, this looks like it's more of the same. It looks like it delivers on the promise of the bio. Number three is in your reels, in your TikToks, and of course in your YouTubes, start making use of uploading a separate thumbnail that clearly states in the title, in a big heading that people can see on their phones, what the video content is about. That's just a great way to serve your audience. It's a great way for you to be able to, again, grab that follow. You know, people are looking. I guarantee if your views are up, then your follow should be up too. And if they're not, this is one of the reasons why. So I hope that's helpful. I'm going to start doing this, obviously, a lot more. And and this is something that we're about to go on a deep dive with our members inside the Insta Club Hub. So if you are a Insta Club Hub member, be sure to get on those live trainings. We do those twice a month and they're always very, very up to date so that you're not like following the trends. You're, you're ahead of the trends. If you're interested in learning more about Insta Club Hub, I'm sure we have a link in the bio and that's it for now. I'm on the road back home from, I'm driving from San Diego to Orange County right now, if you were curious and just, I had to get this message off to you. All right, guys, thanks for listening. It's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and then be done. We're done. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. Build Your Tribe is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. Build Your Tribe is released every Tuesday and Thursdays. And for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you're wondering what the heck is Shaleen doing? Well, you need to go find out and follow her and subscribe to her other podcast, The Shaleen Show. It's about living your best freaking life, improving all things physical, 
your mental health, like mindset, habits, relationships, nutrition, fitness, sleep, and so much more. It's amazing. If you would like more of Shalene with more personal content, and you know what I mean by personal content, be sure to check out her Patreon at patreon.com forward slash The Shalene Show. Links to everything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.